Hey there, friend. If you like what you've been learning here on the Inventory Genius Podcast, then you are going to love my Quick Start to Inventory Genius course. If you're a product-based business owner and you've been trying to figure out how to make more money, create more profit, and just keep more cash, then the Quick Start is for you. It's a minimal investment, and here's what I promise you. In fact, here's what I guarantee you. If you take the quick start and I don't help you make twice your investment back, I will refund your quick start enrollment in full. So you have nothing to lose. The Quick Start Inventory Genius combines every method that I teach into a simple, bite-sized, actionable step, yes, one step, That will help you create more profit and keep more cash in your business. So here's what I want you to do. Head on over to sierrastockland.com and click on the quick start. That's sierrastockland.com and click on the quick start to inventory genius. I promise you this will be some of the best money you have spent all year. Now let's get back to the show. Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. This week's Inventory Genius Podcast with me, Sierra, I am your host and really excited to have you here. I actually get to visit with, um, do I, should I call you my coach? I call you my profit sure. first coach. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say my profit first coach, Liz. She is a profit first professional and works for profit first themselves. And we get to meet every month. I love her. And I asked her if she would join me for a podcast. So here we go. How are you, Liz? Oh, I'm so great. And I'm so happy to be here and so happy to, just you know, I love you too. I love working with you. I love watching you create. So this is, this is the pleasure of epic proportions, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be so good. We have to, we're going to try to contain our excitement to 30 minutes. But... We'll try not to geek out and just compliment each other for 30 minutes How about that. Right. You're so pretty. No, you're so pretty. You're so awesome. But you're That's more awesome. No, pretty much it. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. And if all of you guys listening were sitting here in the room, we would be like, and you are awesome and you and you and you because Correct. we love business owners we and do. we love that you guys are working on your inventory and working on your profit and working on the things that matter. And so I'm going to be doing a fun series this week. You guys know um, the podcast always drops Tuesday. So you're listening today. It's dropping Tuesday, but we have several other um, profit first professionals that are going to be joining me this week. And so Liz is going to be the first in just a mini series that I'm doing on profit first because people are interested. People are inquisitive. And so I want to demystify profit first a bit and just make it very accessible to people. And so I wanted to start with you, Liz. So we're going to talk about that today. Okay. So, yeah. Let's go. So let's go. So let's dig in. So tell us first um, what you do at Profit First. Just kind of lay the groundwork for us. Sure. So I do a couple different things for Profit First. Um, my first and foremost, I do what I get to do with you. I am what we called a Profit First guide, and I work with core members who are folks that are looking to become certified in Profit First and uh, be able to offer these profit advisory services to their clients. We they're primarily financial coaches, accountants, and bookkeepers. And then I also work with mastery members. So that is the more, it's a different track of membership and it's more holistic. So I get to spread my wings as a 
uh, more holistic business coach. And so we would go outside of Profit First a little bit. Uh, but then I also do uh, some of the social media and some of the marketing for, for Profit First. And I get to do enrollment sales calls, which I forgot how much I loved. Okay. But when you love what you're talking about, it's really just another fun opportunity to share. You're like, I know. It's you know awesome. This is awesome. So good. Well, so talking about enrollment sales calls, this was literally not on my question lineup, but this is how today's interview is going to go. Um, I'm going to give everybody an invitation right now to jump on an enrollment sales call with me because I also yes. like them. So um, that might sound a little scary, but just a consult call where we get to chat about what's going on in your business, where you feel like you're stuck. I always love to feel like I can start with people with their, just tell me your story. Tell me what's going on. Tell me your biggest roadblock and let's see if I can help. So I know you are not a salesy person. You just want to help people and you have solutions. Same with me. So the mastermind is coming up. um, So if you guys have interest in being in the mastermind that I have enrollment starts April 1st, um, pre-enrollments happening right now, as this recording is dropping, please jump on a call with me. Yeah, just do that. You should just do that, everybody. Just do, just do that. Just do it. Just jump on. Because here's the thing, even if, if it's like, okay, I'm not quite ready for the mastermind, or I don't know if one-on-one coaching is what I'm looking like. There's so many options. We could jump into the quick start. I love connecting people. So a lot of times I'll get off a consult call and be like, okay, I'm going to connect you to this person and this vendor and this person, because all of these people will help you. So it's all about relationships. I love it. I love it. Okay. So going back to profit first itself, let's talk about um, what you're seeing as a profit first trend, because when do you think, what year do you think profit first really started to gain the momentum that it has now in conversation? So, so the book came out 2006, 2007, and there was a bit of a groundswell because Mike uh, Michalowicz, the author of the book and founder of profit first professionals, he wrote this based on his experience and he wrote it wrote this story and wrote this book and shared his experience in a way that was so relatable and so honest and raw and people I mean we still to this day have conversations with people who say I'm reading this book and it's as if he's reading my story right yeah. he had all these you know grandiose plans had great business sense had all these businesses lost everything and it was because his cash flow wasn't there and he just had no idea no clarity over how much money he had, where it was going, and he had no savings. And so that book resonated and sort of churned for a little bit. And then he, it was 2013, I think, when he um, said, I think this is bigger than I thought it would be. And so he started Profit First Professionals. And so when, so fast forward, I got here in December of 2019, and it had been We've been gaining members. We, you know, we had uh, several countries had profit first professionals in their countries, like in Germany and the Netherlands and Australia. And then COVID and watching what happened from my seat. uh, And I have members and, and work with people all over the world. It was stunning to watch people suffer and thrive on a global scale. And so we, really profit first professionals we took on probably 
more mem more members in 2020 than maybe in the two years before that, because people said, oh my gosh, I've been meaning to do this. My clients have no idea where the money is going. And now we have all yeah. these loans and all these things. And so 2020 was actually an amazing year for us. We had so many new people who were just like, I got to help. I'm a helper. Like Mr. Rogers yeah. says, you know, yeah. when you're in trouble, look for the helpers. All yeah. the helpers join Profit First Professionals. And they yeah. are like, I have all these clients and they're scared. And I, this is working in my business. How can I make it work there? So I think that's sort of from, from my seat when, when things really sort of exploded. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And I can't remember when I joined. It was um, probably 2021. Or I think it was, like yeah, so. I think it was 21. Um, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Cause I had to have my eyes on, well, and I was, I, I always tell this, I mean, I'll be transparent with any part of my story. I had a lot of people asking about profit first and I was like, um, okay, that's just another <laughs> gimmick. <laughs> like I couldn't even read I know. It. I was just like, stop asking me about quick fixes. No, you need to just make a budget and all the things that I teach. Sure. And then I thought, well, okay, fine. I'll look into it a little bit more. And then I read it and I was like, it's not a gimmick. It's just a cash management system. And yeah. this would be super helpful. So yep. that's why I thought I would add it into the way that I teach and into the portfolio of things. Speaking of which inventories, I work with inventory based business owners. So if you sell things, if you exchange things for dollar bills, you have inventory of your candy store, if you're a salon, if you're a boutique, if you're a furniture store, if you're an egg business that creates grain bins, <laughs> you've got inventory. <laughs> yep. So how do you think profit first, as you watched me kind of bring it into my product line and the way like my coaching services, how do you what can you share about that? Like, cause you came to a live event, you could see aha moments for people there. Yeah. 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 What do you I think? mean, it, well, in general, so when I think about what profit first is and, and the, the quote unquote magic that it has, uh, it is not accounting. It is not bookkeeping, which is great because I am neither accountant nor bookkeeper. So Me that either. works <laughs> right. That's why I think that's why else we love each other. Yeah. We appreciate and know the need for the accountants and bookkeepers but I don't want to do that. Yeah. I love advising and helping people see how they can get out of the issues or problems or challenges that they have. And so when I think of people like your clients or inventory-based businesses, the reason Profit First resonates so much is simply because it's all it is is clarity over where your money is, which then allows you to make better intentional decisions. That's yeah. it. We're creating and helping you are helping them to understand and create a framework that allows them to say, oh, that's where all my money went. You know, yeah. the number one question people get is, okay, my profit and loss statement says I have a profit at the bottom, but I don't have any money anywhere. Yeah. Where is yeah. it? Where is and it? so you and other profit first professionals are able to say, let me show you what happened. Here's where it is. You actually yeah. did have it, but you spent, did you realize that when you pay yourself like this, this is what this means. And you're able to give them better clarity. And then to start to understand that money will do whatever you tell it to do. Yeah. You just have to tell it to do something. So I think yeah. inventory businesses are such a great example of a need for a, a very clear framework and to allow people to say, I intentionally am putting my money towards all the shelving that I need for this business, as opposed to saying, I'm a business like this, I have to have shelving. I'm going to put 5% yeah. of my money to shelving. I'm going to put 40% to clothing, to whatever. So it's, um, especially when you have stuff, it's just yeah. the more clarity you can have, the better. Then you could say, let's turn this lever off. Let's turn this one on. 
because whatever reason. So yeah, yeah, so good. I like that clarity word because um, I feel like a lot of times our money, our money feels muddy. It just feels yeah. like such a muddy mess, and that is really an awful feeling. Correct. When you're always uneasy everything's always in unrest and you yes. never know quite where you stand or what's going on. So, I, you know, a lot of times when I start working with a client, like a lot of times, like 99% of the time, we have a bit of a mess to clean up, which I yes. love. Like, I just love that. Get in there. Let's, let's yeah. figure it out together. Let's get our hands dirty. Um, And so a lot of times people don't want to look at the mess because they're embarrassed. They don't know what to do with it. Shame, guilt. There's a lot of different emotions tied to their mess, their Correct. financial mess. Um, but it's there regardless. So yeah. you can look at it and you can find clarity as to why it's there, how you got there, or you can just keep ignoring it. It's not going to go away on its own. Right. Right. So having right. profit first helps you kind of sift through and figure out, you know, how you should put things into buckets right. and then make a plan. Then you have exactly. an idea how to make a plan. And that, and, and I, I love that you brought up the, you know, the money, it does get muddy and it's muddied, like you said, with so much emotion, so much embarrassment, so much shame, which yeah. is part of the reason there's no clarity because we don't want to see it. I mean, my my business story is is sort of similar to that. We had two business partners. We started this business. We were executives at an education company. You know, we're killing it over there. So of course we can start our own business. Yeah. But we had no idea how to make money, save money, pay ourselves consistently or anticipating any any emergency we're like we have this pile of money we'll just protect it yeah but then we needed to spend this and we need to spend this and then we got scared and no one wanted to touch it between the three of us you know we're like not it I'm not doing yeah. it yeah um and then all of a sudden we had this really big aha moment when all of our husbands separately came to us and said hey um really proud of you when are you going to make some money? And we yeah. said, I don't know. I don't know if you can do that. What? How do you yeah. do that? You're an entrepreneur. It's the doctrine of sacrifice. That's what happens. Yeah. And so we didn't want to see it. And as soon as we did see it, we, it, all of those emotions came in. Um, at that point, that's actually when I found Profit First. And I was like, oh, we got to do better than this, ladies. We're too smart to, to be yeah. doing this. And um, so luckily, Profit First was also hiring. And I said, hmm the twofer let's see what I can do yeah. uh, but it was amazing once we started looking it wasn't as bad as we thought there was yeah. a light at the end of the tunnel because that's the thing like you're so scared and as soon as we could see it numbers don't lie and they're not going to bite us right yeah. so you're like okay I got it okay yeah well if we just take this little thing off here this little thing off here let's prices you know we have to increase our pricing here whatever but yeah. the clarity made all the difference and took the boogeyman away for sure so that's yeah, why I so love it speaking of like taking the emotion out and adding the clarity in having a coach on your team or a business mm -hmm. consultant on your team why do you feel like that's important because we can all get the book and, and like we're all smart yeah. like you said you and your um co-workers co-founders co yeah mm -hmm. we're um you're smart women yeah. So we can sell, we can learn like, but I think there's a advantage to having someone that has no emotional ties to the decision-making and can present things in a black and white and empathetic manner for sure. But yet say like, yeah, I mean, I, I've never even touched your inventory. I have no emotional attachment to yep. it right now. I see a dollar bill that's not making you another dollar bill. So right. what can we do? Correct. So let's talk to that piece of okay. it, the coaching side. Sure. Um, so just to stick with profit first, for example, 
the book is the tip of the iceberg. The book is great. Mike did an awesome job in it. But what happens with books is people take them very literally. And yeah. so they make mistakes based on fear and emotion and urgency and sort of hustle, right? Yeah. And they're like, I got to fix it now. I need cash now. I have to fix it. And so what we see is they do, they'll do an instant assessment, for example, they're like, I'm going to get some clarity and I'm going to find my numbers. And then they see that maybe their expenses are 80% of all of their money. Every dollar they get 80% has already been paid out to someone else. So they have a very small pile. Yep. Now in our universe, if they're making less than 250,000, that, that number that goes to operating expenses should be 30. So they're like, I got to cut all of these expenses and they try cut to cut all. immediately. <laughs> so they're yeah. like, I'm going to cut 50%. Okay. Yeah. I see that that's $75,000 that I should cut right now. Go. And that's not real, but it's yeah. because we're scared and we know that there's a problem and we feel in crisis mode or hustling to find the next dollar. We do silly things like that, that aren't because you're not smart enough. It's just because that's what the book said. Being able to work with somebody who has a much larger purview, has experience with multiple hundreds, if not thousands of profit assessments, let alone thousands of business owners in the same space, knowing every single one of, like from my seat, every single one of you have a drastically different business, but yeah. we make similar mistakes or we have similar goals and dreams and things, right? So our purview is bigger. And to your point, like I can see things because I have what I call the 30,000 foot view. I'm not yeah. in it. I'm not, I'm not emotionally tied to, tied to that particular issue. I'm tied to you, but not the issue. So I can ask different questions and help you see, help, you know, a guide or coach can help you see things that you just might not have missed because you were looking around the corner, maybe a little too far, or you couldn't even look around the corner. So yeah. I love, um, I love what coaching and guiding gets to do for so many people. It, like I said, it's the questions yeah. and the, the view that we're, you know, I don't have all the answers and I will never pretend to, but I can ask questions and yeah. I can ask you questions that if we've built rapport and trust, you're more than honest and open and able to answer. And, you know, it's like business therapy, you know, yeah. I'm not going to, right. I, there's stuff I would never tell my husband because I was too embarrassed. Yeah, but if I had a Sierra in my corner, I'd be like, "Oh, girl, you can't even believe what I just did." <laughs> no, I mean, like, like it's confession. okay. I did that too. Don't worry about it. And that's, yeah. that was and the other. Here's how we fix it. Yeah, exactly. That was the other thing. Is like just the fact that you're like, "Yeah, that's super common. I see that yeah. all the time. You're yeah. not alone. I'm not. Not the only freak out there. Nope." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to the freak show. Let's go. I know. <laughs> it's all good. I know one thing that I've been working on so much with my clients. So if any of you listening have this, please connect with me and I'll help you capital loans. So they're uh, very easy right now. In fact, I screenshotted an email I got, I think it was like two or three days ago. And I put it in my Facebook group and I'm like, how many of you have gotten one of these emails recently? It was from PayPal. You can get all, all this money right away. And like, I don't, what did I use money for? I mean, they'll hand it out. Right. And so a lot of inventory-based business owners find themselves in a pickle. So they take on a capital loan. And so working together, I have a, a certain tool and a spreadsheet that I use to show them what's happening with that money because it comes off the top before they even have real revenue to distribute. Nice. Yes. So this would be an example of, I want to follow profit first. I listened to their podcast. I read the book. It's not working. Like I don't have enough 
And I'll say, oh, because you have a capital loan. So you're counting everything off your real revenue when you really don't even have that as real revenue because Shopify just took 17% of that. Yes. 30% Liz. Oh, wow. 30%. It's so hard when they take that money. So we can fix it. We just need to know that it's happening. So then we adjust that. Okay, now we can figure out what your true real revenue is. Sure. So I think that's why having a profit first professional that can look at those things because we know what to look for when things Mm -hmm. aren't working right with the way that it might be set up, you know, in the book or in the manual. So, so let's switch gears. I want to ask you two more questions before we're done today. First, you see a lot of people try profit first Mm -hmm. and succeed with it, but you see some people that try it and then they disappear. It's like, poof, where'd you go? So, So when it doesn't work for someone, why? Sure. So let's go back to what it is and what it is not. Again, profit first as a framework is not bookkeeping or accounting. It is behaviorally based cash management, which means that the behavior dictates the success or failure of this process or this methodology. This profit first and being able to create a better framework in your business requires consistency, requires I don't love the word accountability anymore. I need a better word, it's but overused. I it know. does. You have to hold yourself in check. I'm gonna have to, this, I looked into the source and I can't find the right word, but for now, you need to be accountable to yourself. You need to commit to the fact that this is my actual goal for doing this in the first place. So that's yeah. where I sort of start with, why are we doing this at all? What do you want uh, yeah. to have money? Okay, why? Oh, uh, so I can sell it in five years. Okay, great. Now we have that, like a driving purpose. And I find that um, being consistent and having a driving purpose are two of the the biggest reasons it is successful. Mm -hmm. And so when I hear people say profit first doesn't work, it stagnates growth because they get scared first, we'll use startups for an example and startups, unless you're, you know, backed with, you know, some nice angel or VC money, you're making your own and you're sort of scrappy. And you say to yourself, there's no way that I can only run my business on a pile of money. That's this big because I need this and this and this and this and this. And so there's a, a, um, Mike talks a lot about axioms and sort of the beliefs that we come to the, to the business table with. And so we believe that profit is a miracle. And so we sort of treat it as something that's not really going to happen. I have to pile, throw all my money back in, or I believe that I shouldn't pay myself. I believe that I should pay other people before I pay myself. I believe that I should spend tons and tons of money on tech, on marketing, on whatever, but I don't have a system to check ROI. I don't have a system to check. Is that worth anything? Is that, do I need, can I afford an employee and why? So it's sort of all compiled into those things. There's not the driving purpose, there's not the consistency, and there's not the clarity over what you're doing and why. Um, When I hear people say that, I also know that they haven't really done it. So they either haven't opened the bank accounts, and there is a behavioral reason that those bank accounts are so helpful. It's because we're channeling the behavior that we already have. Most people open their open their day with coffee and a cell phone. And on the cell phone, after they scroll through the news, after they scroll through whatever, 
they go to their bank accounts. How much money do I have in there? They're making decisions based on what they see on their bank account. Most of the time, that's not real. It's one giant pool yeah. of money. Most of it's been spent or will be spent later today. And so we don't have the clarity. So they, they are um, trying to run something on Excel and saying, oh, I'll just move it this way and play and it's not real. So that's the, yeah. those would be the biggest reasons. Um, in addition to the other reason, uh, like I said, when people say profit first doesn't work, it's because they went too big too fast. This yeah. is definitely a, um, <laughs> it's like the moment from Frozen 2, if anyone has children and where Anna's in the cave and she has to do the next right thing. Yep. The next right thing is not jumping out of the cave because she cannot, it's one yeah. step. So when you are looking at, I've created a pretty big financial mess and I have to decrease my expenses quite significantly, that will not happen overnight. So yeah. giving yourself grace and patience and saying, what's the first thing I can cut? Let's yeah. organize this and say, what is driving profit? What of these expenses drive profit? What of these expenses can be substituted? What of these expenses right now are not necessary to delivering yeah. my offer? And simple frameworks like that help you to make smaller, better decisions as opposed to saying, I have to chop everything and then forget it. Profit first doesn't work. This is yeah. dumb. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, does that make sense? Is that helpful? Yeah, I think that's so good. And a couple of things that I thought of that I wanted to mention if you're listening. So that when you said like, well, I just have this teeny tiny bucket and I can't, you know, it stunts growth and I can't, oh my goodness, I just fair to differ because yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was just working with a client yesterday. So I have a tool that I use with all my clients in the mastermind or one-on-one and we work on their sales goals, which are driven by certain metrics. Then I have them put in their budget. We look at the net profit at the bottom a lot of times they'll find like, oh, geez, <laughs> that actually produces no profit. Like, so we don't want to run a non-profitable business. So let's Correct. go back to the top, right? So we work on these things. And then I always do this margin exercise. So now we have it all. And I'm like, okay, this will bring you, if you live the budget, it'll bring you, let's say 10% net profit. I'm going to tweak your margin by 5%. That's it. Just 5% margin. Mm. So we're going to go from 50 to 55. Oh my goodness. Look at that. Now we're running at a 20% net profit. Ah! And then yeah. we can say, okay, that produces X amount of gross margin. And guess what? The more gross margin you have, the more profit you get to yeah. move around to owners. Oh, oh my goodness. You just need someone to help you understand. And I did this exercise yesterday and the gal was like, oh my, she was so excited. <laughs> so I'm like all your, your whole assignment for the next month, I told her is just to mark up your product a little bit. Sometimes I'll start with clients with like everything by a dollar. Like we have certain things that we do. So if you're fine, if you're saying like it doesn't work and it stunts growth because there's not enough cash to move around and spend, it's just because you're not looking at the numbers the right way. So, right. Oh, yeah. I love it. I mean, again, I, I go to levers a lot. I don't know. I sort of picture like an old stereo equalizer where you just sort of tweak all those things. So having a Sierra in your corner, you're able to say, hold on, let's turn this up a little bit. What do you think? Yeah. <gasps> Look what that did. Let's turn this down look at what it did with we turned that down. I mean, it yeah. is just, there are so many things and people get stuck on this one big thing that I have to fix as opposed to they seeing. They just get stuck on, I need more people. I need more people. I need more people to sign. I need more sales. That's yes. the biggest one. I mean, I think we talk yeah. about that a lot. Like I just need more sales. I need more sales. I need more sales. But you have sales. Let's just be smarter with the sales you have. <laughs> Got it. And suddenly more sales will come, right. which is all good oh, stuff. It's oh, magic. That's for it's not magic, two. but it's magic. <laughs> 
so great. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. So last question for you today. This is not a profit first question. I'm going to okay. surprise you actually, because I know oh, you're a reader. I want you to ah. tell us what good book you've read recently. Because whenever we do our calls together, you always have a good book list for me. What's a good book that you'd love to recommend? Let's see. I'm looking over at my bookshelf. Oh, I was actually just gifted one. Hold on. Okay. I'm so reading. Liz, yes. Liz is always giving me good book recommendations, oh. which I then pass on to my clients, oh, you good. know, so your books live through me onto them. It's I love, good. I love a good book. Um, so I was given this, well, I'm reading two books. I'm reading the alter ego effect. Oh, you know this book. I do not. It is by Todd Herman. And it is basically about, um, for people who feel like I can't, I'm not, we'll use selling as an example. I hate selling because I feel like I have to be somebody else. Like, okay, yeah. then let's go all in and be somebody else, right? Okay. So this yep. one is, um, most athletes will have it. They, he starts the book with uh, Bo Jackson, who is in, a football, baseball player, like one of the best athletes. And he was talking to this gentleman, Mr. Herman. And he said, well, Bo never played. He never set foot on the football field. And Todd Herman goes, what oh. are you talking about? He goes, Jason plays football. Bo Jackson doesn't play football. Jason okay. is his alter ego. Now, the interesting part is Jason is the Jason from Friday the 13th. Oh, because <laughs> so he's, he's, a, a, he's cold, a savage. He's yes. a cold, calculating killer. And yep. Bo Jackson is a fiery hothead who gets kicked out, kicked out of games. Sure. So he needed sure. a calm, creepy killer to go out there and just like, <laughs> it was like, yep. wow but hilarious. So that's one book that I, I just started this weekend. Okay. Um, and then this one is The Power of One More by Ed Milet. I haven't so, heard of that either. Okay. So this is new. This just came out, um, but one of my members, she's in his group. And so she gifted this to me uh, when we started working together and it's called The Ultimate Guide to Happiness and Success. And so Ed Milet is a big, um, he's a big motivational business speaker, the jillionaire. Um, but it's the, what I love about it is sort of like what we were just talking about. You don't have to fix everything. Let's fix one thing. Let's just okay. do one more thing. So it's the power of one more. So those one are the two. One more percent to your profit first account. Correct. Just that's one. It. That's it. And that's, I mean, again, like that's even it. starting profit first. So going back to Oh, that, I have everyone start. Usually they one. start between one to 5%. Yeah. Just, and then they're like, no, no, no. Like, yep, yep, yep. We're going to yeah. $40 a week. That's all we're going to do. And just watch do it that grow. consistently and then you'll hunger for more, oh, but you've created a habit. One more, the power of one more. So good. Yeah, excellent. Okay, Liz, thank you for joining me today, hanging out with all the people listening to the podcast. It was so My fun. Pleasure. My pleasure as so always. As okay, always. one little plug for me. You have to tell everyone here why they should join the mastermind. The Profitory uh, Mastermind, it opens up. Well, it's, it's open now as this drops. Um, I only take 30. A lot of my people re-enroll. So I know there's not 30 spots available, but you know, the back end of the program, yes. why should every inventory based business owner try to join? Well, I'm going to channel myself back to about what was it a year ago when I was in person with you in Franklin, Tennessee and watching the people that are in this community, watching the subject matter experts that are in Sierra's team and in her universe listening to the stories of her clients say, I can't even believe where I was two years ago. I have so much clarity. I know exactly what I'm doing. I feel so confident. I feel so supported that I actually am running the store of my dreams. I finally am doing what I said I wanted to do. And I'm not working a thousand hours and crying every day. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's, I mean, what you have 
I mean, you're obviously your genius and in inventory and the ability to help people structure their business is amazing. But then all of the accolades, all of the support, all the follow up and follow through that you and your team provide are just amazing. And everything you do is beautiful too. Like oh, just fun. That I get matters. to work in a pretty industry, which you I really love. do. It's beautiful and clean and sleek and it works and it's techie, uh, everything. Just, you're really good at it. You're really good at it, Sarah. Thank you. Well, you've helped me tap into that genius too. So thanks to Liz. All right. Well, um, hopefully you'll join me again next time. I'm sure, sure. we'll have another conversation. And it. thank you everyone for tuning in today. If you need more information on the mastermind, one-on-one -on -one coaching, profit first help, please head over to the website, sierrastockland.com. There's all sorts of tools and resources and great things. I would love to connect with you. You can always shoot me an email as well. And thanks for tuning in today. I will see you all later. Bye for now. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you wanna dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I want to invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I want to help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck, because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me. I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey there, friend. If you like what you've been learning here on the Inventory Genius Podcast, then you are going to love my Quick Start to Inventory Genius course. If you're a product-based business owner and you've been trying to figure out how to make more money, create more profit, and just keep more cash, then the quick start is for you. It's a minimal investment. And here's what I promise you. In fact, here's what I guarantee you. If you take the quick start and I don't help you make twice your investment back, I will refund your quick start enrollment in full. So you have nothing to lose. The quick start inventory genius combines every method that I teach into a simple bite-sized actionable step, yes, one step, that will help you create more profit and keep more cash in your business. So here's what I want you to do. Head on over to sierrastockland.com and click on the quick start. That's sierrastockland.com and click on the quick start to inventory genius. I promise you this will be some of the best money you have spent all year. Now let's get back to the show.